after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's weird brunch I was I was at Moon Tower last night. We were at the after party and my friends like pulled out a portable dice throw like gambling dice thing and I was just like, Oh my god, like here we go. This is about to be like I love it. Austin comics are crazy. Right. But playing dice in an alley. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, more or less. It was uh that's about the time I was like, Nope, I'm gonna lose money. Let's go. Let's go. We gotta yeah. go. We gotta go. We lost a bunch of money in Vegas, unfortunately. Oh, how is that? I feel like normally you like have a few good hits like at the beginning and you're kind of like in my experience kind of able to maintain and at least not lose a shitload of money right Mm -hmm. off the bat and it just never fucking happened and john and i went to bed like at 10 p.m (laughs) most nights because of that sorry i snotted myself oh now i'm too turned on to do that i I just never i've only been to vegas one time you sound so far away you do do. i talk on it like this with my whole mouth on i mean that is i have another mic also let me see if that makes a difference here switch that fucker out turn it off yeah yeah turn it off while you do it (laughs) this is such a weird sexual energy going on today it is absolutely not (laughs) gross do you know how to do it look at that okay okay it's better yes is it i think so okay lean in speak is that better uh, I can't tell. Oh, oh shit. no, that's very loud. On oh, me. wait, that's why. You just had me turned off. I had you. That's me. I I thought that's why. Okay, Is this okay, better. Okay, hold on. Talk some more. Okay. Mm-hmm. There. You're on. I thought I had you on three or on three, and you're on one for no reason. I guess you're number one then. <laughs> we already established that a few minutes ago. So, do you think that you're losing in Vegas more because? Uh, because they lost so much because money. Because they're it's trying like, to, yeah. Is it tighter or something? Yeah. Oh, what a fun conspiracy They're trying theory. to make up their money. It could be. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I did better at table play than I did on, like, video poker. Oh, yeah. They probably so, have all those rigged. Yeah. I've never understood the appeal of Vegas. I've only gone once, and it was for, like, a work thing. I and think she's better than I don't. I'm, I'm I'm horrified of money and losing it and not having it. And so when we were in Vegas, we had like a break in work or whatever. And me and my friend went down to a slot machine and she put $2 in and I put $2 in and she won $4 and I didn't win anything. And I, I that was fine. I didn't need to do it anymore. I got not, the point. You got to win. No. Big. Mm. Play big to win big. No. Nope. That's the that's the way it I works. Think... Also, if you're minimum betting the See, machines are like way harsher. You're just, to you. you're just, it's losing money, but you're making it complicated. I'm just saying, man, you gotta max bet. No, and you gotta. My my go max was two dollars. That was what I allowed myself to do. I wonder if I had actually won money, if that had would have like spun me into that type of addiction instead. You like, it was a moment of fate. Lose it though. That's yeah. the the yeah. fun part you know? but i you never got the dopamine of winning like i never and like when dad would get us scratch offs for christmas mm. i don't remember ever winning i remember uh, you winning. did you yeah. did for sure what did you how much did you win like 10 yeah bucks. it was usually like no more but than when you're 50. eight 
Like, that's a lot of money. That's a million dollars. I mean, I'm not going to turn down 10 bucks. You got it? Um, You got it? I I want it. I don't care. You got $10? We did give a free hand job for a free pizza when the pizza person got here. Though, so that's true. I mean, See, sexual energy. Don't tell me there's not. I mean, but that's not a sexual thing. Uh, we didn't job? do it together. Sure. It weird. Yes. Yeah. It's like it wasn't sexual for me just for the pizza guy. Yeah. yeah. For me. <laughs> the, I don't want to. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's all a lie. And our pizza person was a lady yeah, you can give a hand job to a woman i mean yeah. yes but every whatever HJ's for this everyone is just, yeah. this is just already too much <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave. and yeah you live here if and that's true i can go to bed i usually go that. to bed yeah. during our parties so i that's am true. not like i'm sure y'all will be fine out here on your own yeah. i'm gonna go to sleep my favorite thing to do is go to sleep. Um, yeah, but Lisa and I are both hungover. Mm-hmm. Haley's not. So mm-hmm. if Lisa and I sound more stupid mm-hmm. than normal, mm-hmm. just know it's that. Which is a real scary thought for yeah. me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I had to, I don't know, I'm... I don't know if you'll heard about it. I'm just kidding. But I had to talk to my therapist about... Your therapist did tell me. She, <laughs> well... She calls me and lets me know. What's that's up. the podcast that we host after this one. Mm-hmm. It's called, What's Going On With Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that bitch? Yeah. Uh, I had to talk to her about my obsessive tendencies after a few, a couple Fridays ago. I had learned, um, ugh. so at the very beginning of them saying that Gabby Petito was missing, oh, yes. I went and followed their Instagram accounts before they could take them down and block them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple days later, I had a coworker that was like, I was just reading about the case and I, and she's like, of course you fucking follow them. Of course. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, there's more information. Oh, there's TikToks about where this woman picked him up and dropped. Oh, there's, this. and then I spent no less than three hours going into the internet and doing uh, Friedrich things. And I found that she was like, I, I can tell you her volleyball number from her right. high school. Like, and I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. And I'm like, no, the fuck I'm not. But it like, I had to, I was like, ma'am, I think I have a problem. And she was like, yeah, it's kind of like what we were saying just Mm -hmm. a second ago, which is what reminded me. She's like, yeah, it's a dopamine hit. Yeah. She's like, one of the first times you did that, you found your birth mom. So like, why wouldn't you? do that cons i was like well because it's a detriment to me at this point dang does that mean like all detectives are like chasing that Mm -hmm. solve the crime high yeah i mean i I get it honestly and this has come up a couple of times i guess in just my little world a crime well (laughs) yeah Yeah. um actually (laughs) the main talk about there was a carjacking in our front yard. I saw oh, that your on your yard. Instagram or whatever. Yeah. That was in our. Did you hear it? I did, but I didn't. I thought it was a firework because it was just like crack. I was like, "Oh, fucking kids!" Because mm-hmm. we have uh, some wild children across the way. Yeah, they're carjacking people. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, and then we had our front door like open where the glass door was the only thing, and I'm like, "How did we not?" Mm-hmm. see any of this also thank god we didn't because yeah. they probably would have been like pop pop 
Yep. Um, yeah, mind your business. So then we had to talk to cops. Never not, fun. Not good at that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I heard this. Here's our ring cameras. Uh, and he's like, oh, you're talking to CJ. He's like, you're a Mavs fan. Ugh. And I was like, Spurs. He's like, yup. I was like, cool. Let's become friends, copper. Yeah. I love a cop that. Nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> can't. That's on. That's been said out loud from you now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just, you can't finish the sentence, really. And that's what we'll name I the love episode. A Lisa loves cops. Uh, I love a cop that Lisa's isn't a cop. Love, Lisa loves uh, LL. Anyway, LL. Cool cop. Cool cop. Lisa, Lisa loves, loves cool, cool cops. cops. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> LLCC. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I forgot also very slimy today before. because... Allergies are terrible. This is all good. This Sounding. Is, yeah. I, you know, lots it's, of hacking and sneezing. I haven't swallowed at all. You know what? This is mucus related. <laughs> there you go. But I have to lubricate my throat. It's right? usually pretty relaxed and wide. Uh, of course. Of I know. We all know about your wide lubricated throat. Mm-hmm. Most of the city does. Um, no, I was trying to find oh a story God. and I was on this old Reddit thread I had saved of like, what's the fact that you know that makes people go, why the fuck do you know that? And oh, you have like 50 of them. Yeah, they're so good. And, and like, you haunt me with them yeah, regularly. And the one I learned today was that um, when bears go into hibernation, they're, they make like this waxy mucus. Nope over their buttholes nope so that things don't nope. climb into their buttholes yeah. while they're hibernating yeah. that so, makes a lot of sense yeah so they just like close up their buttholes for the for the long the long rest that's like the opposite of how humans wax their buttholes yeah, exactly that's a good point totally the opposite so anyways bears waxy buttholes to keep the bad things out that's um i you don't know there's like so it. many ants in there because they're covered in honey and they don't <laughs> want the bears to crawl and the ants to crawl into their little bear buttholes Wait, is that like winnie the pooh is david attenborough <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. that's what it is there you go well okay. you think if winnie the pooh was that concerned about protecting his, his butthole poo. when he was hibernating he'd wear pants right like why don't these bears just wear pants uh, i agree like so much easier their mucus buttholes are gross. Also, I guess they just like they just have shit hanging out in their colon for months. Yeah. Imagine oh man, imagine the, that first shit. The big dump. Like they probably have to take a huge dump that's so big that it'll knock the little waxy butthole plug out of place. It's like when Do you know how like, guns work? <laughs> <laughs> that's like um when people when women have uh babies and there's a mucus plug. Mm. Mm-hmm. You got to get that out. Just got to pop it on out. Just a bunch of mucus plugs yeah. all over the place. Well, Nature's beautiful. You know, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Weird Brunch. Uh, I'm Whitney Lamont. I'm a waxed butthole. <sighs> that's our waxed butthole. But not in the way you think. <laughs> I'm Haley Lamont. And that's my sister. And for Karina again. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's, that's how it. we're starting. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. Wax buttholes and all. Not waxed, waxy. You can do both. Waxy, waxy. Well, then butt what holes. is it? 
It's, it's like a salmon waxy skin. mucus. Yeah, probably. Well, think about like I got all that fish oil, like, mm-hmm. like omega threes. They're like so if, healthy. Have you ever yeah. had like when your skin's peeling from a sunburn and it gets you get water on it and you kind of rub it and it becomes it becomes waxy. Hmm. It's just stuff that's sh- sebum and such that is like sloughing off of your body, especially Shocking. around your glands, your anal glands. Oof, that was too close to the sun. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that that was right up when here. you got close enough to the mic. Yes, anal glands. Anal glands. Highlighting that's, the important parts. That's maybe that's the time. name of the. <laughs> just anal glands. Anal, just anal glands. It's just anal glands. You know, I could actually probably walk that into my story and do it. Really, but don't walk into that beer's butthole. It's it's a walk. really it's. It, it, I mean, it, this is like a kind of a leap. It's not really a walk. We should but... leap as far away from this as possible. So, welcome it. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a saunter, at least. Um, a gallop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you liked to gallop places? No, I, I would beat up those Skipping kids. Skipping is so much easier than running. Like I don't understand why I feel like skip everywhere. Galloping is like a lower to the ground skip. Okay, I don't remember. Like not like a chasse or it's a pas de parade. I don't know. It's a gallop, a, like a prance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but like an aggressive. All right. Prance. After we're done, you'll we'll go out back and I you show us what you mean. I don't by, remember how to do galloping. it, but my parents were always like, "Oh, you're galloping." And then when we would go to a buffet, they're like, "You like to graze." And so mm. now that I'm thinking about this, they're just gaslighting you. To Mom make you always think you're used a to horse. say Haley was a grazer. Yeah, because mm. I ate the grass in the yard. Well, you know, I mean, it's nutritious. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Also, like it grows back. Uh, true. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of pretty dark, um, but I get to say three words in a row that are fun, <laughs> but nothing about this is fun. But I want to talk about general butt naked. Okay, but <laughs> see, yeah, see, be a yeah, uh, just put some wax over it. So, um, we're going to go and I'm sure that there's definitely knowledge around this it's pretty universal but the first liberian civil war uh 1989 to 1997 you said liberian or mm-hmm. Cy- okay um the uh there's a gentleman named joshua milton bly that's i guess um and he would butcher children oh. he would eat their hearts before oh. battle Shit. And he drugged child soldiers to follow suit, and he ended up earning the name General Butt Naked from the belief that nudity would spiritually protect him. Whoa. I mean, convince me otherwise. Continue. <laughs> I can't, honestly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, so General Butt Naked destroyed entire villages under the command of Roosevelt Johnson, the leader of a faction of the United Liberation Movement for Liberia for Democracy. Just get a little bit more succinct. Yeah, that's a lot. IMO. Yeah. Um, the war made refugees of one third of Liberians and it left 250,000 people dead, which was almost a tenth of the population. Shit. Nudity. Nudity. 1996 at the tail end of the conflict. However, 
a vision of God appeared before Bly and he became a preacher. So we're going to figure out how this happened. Oh my God. Point A to okay. point B. Um, since he has since then worked to rehabilitate child soldiers and the government absolved him of his crimes in 2008. So let's go back in time. Joshua Milton Bly. I want to say Milton Bradley so bad. <laughs> so the board game guy. Yeah, I was um, to say you might get a libel yeah. or slander lawsuit from that. Try not to mix that up. <laughs> uh, he was born on September 30th, 1971 in Monrovia, Liberia. And he had, this is the way they worded it. And I did really brief, what is this? But he had ethnic Kron family. So the Kron is like capital K. It's a last name. Um, and so he was related to this family. And the family, we're about to figure this out, but like they practiced um, dark magic and kind of like borderline um, voodoo, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was... He was part of that, and then he was in. They're in the a rural area called Sino County, uh, in the south of Liberia, and believed in black magic and ritual child sacrifice was common. So, according to his own memoir, "The Redemption of an African Warlord," <laughs> I love that he titled God. it that. Um, he was seven years old when his father voluntarily gave him up to Kron elders who raised him to be a warrior and initiated him as a priest in 1982. Priest in this uh, sector is very different than priest in uh, when God comes to you and talks to you. So uh, the post of priest actually required ritual human sacrifice. Um, so visions would end up deciding who was going to be sacrificed. Uh, as high priest, Bly would uh, give the victim's last name to its village elders, and then they would lead a procession to the victim's house of honor, abducting and sacrificing the child oh, on an altar. God. Celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, this went on for years and would continue throughout the war. Uh, and then this is from his memoir again, as priest, I said, the invocation, the child is killed. His body has different parts taken off. In 1980, Samuel Doe, uh, master sergeant in the armed forces of Liberia. So much more succinct. Uh, <laughs> stage, a staged a coup. Doe was also a member of the Kron family and according to Bly hired him to perform black magic rituals at the presidential palace, including to help him win the second term. So now there's a little bit of Rasputin vibe going. Mm-hmm. Um, ethnic rivalries, so other families, uh, had suddenly been set in stone and militias sprang up along ethnic lines. So we've got, like, we're really dividing ourselves. We're isolating, like, um, I mean, uh, you know, separating... Hatfields and McCoys, um, all sides engaged in unspeakable atrocities. Uh, one such is Monrovia Church Massacre, where 30 Kron soldiers killed 600 Holy shit. refugees at one point. That's 20 per person. That's insane. That's how. Yeah. How. 
A prominent figure under Doe, assumed an esteemed rank and let his superstitions kind of dictate his war name because he was naked. Um, to fund his side of the conflict and keep so- the soldiers drugged, so the child soldiers drugged, General Butt-Naked traded with Mexican cartel members who used the Liberian coast. Uh, there were, He also locally mined diamonds and gold in exchange for guns and cocaine. So mm, that's, to me, quite a He's ways to travel. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's quite a big, uh, yeah. I would like to know why, because it just seems like that boat could have been busted at any point. Mm -hmm. Um, Then in 1989, Charles Taylor, not Chuck Taylor, I just want to say all of the brand names, Mm -hmm. um, a former Doe official toppled the uh, authoritarian government um, he was. They were ousted for a year before he was captured, and then Doe was mutilated and executed in November 1990, and Liberia at that point is now in civil war. As part of the United Liberation Movement of Liberia for Democracy, or ULIMO, for U-L-I-M-O. short, ULIMO. Mm-hmm. Um, General Butt Naked waged wars of shock and awe, just like really graphic, uh, without any kind of like tanks or heavy equipment. It was, I mean, very bare bones. Uh, he wore nothing but sneakers and he wielded a machete. What kind of sneakers? What year was this? Chuck Taylor's. Uh, no. this is the early nineties. Yeah. You're thinking like Jordan's or that? Well, I'm. I think I'm gonna go Reeboks. Mm. I did see a photo of him, but I didn't look at his shoes. Um, but uh, seems to have a very strong body. Uh, right. If you can even imagine. Right. Um, let's see. He wore. I said that he butchered women, children, and babies, eating their hearts and dividing its spoils. It being the body. Um, British historian and activist Stephen Ellis said tribal beliefs in cannibalism only got worse during the war because everybody is like really trying to win. So they're like, look how spiritual we are. And then most Liberians were either Christian or Muslim. Um, and the, uh, actually the violence and the terror of this conflict kind of made a lot of the Liberians that were Christian and Muslim, kind of double down on like what is like is, is this the right religion for me because you know f- for example like general but naked was never hit with a single bullet yeah. so they're mm-hmm. like well maybe there's some something to this um war-torn liberia saw many families pay for protective spells and offer up relatives as sacrifices when they couldn't pay uh, who would we sacrifice in our family we can't say, but we both know. We both know. I think we all know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, they, uh, the streets were filled with armed and inebriated child soldiers. I've seen, I've, I've seen documentaries about this mm-hmm. often, and there's a lot of movies that involve this, and it's just... It is insane how fucked up these kids were. 
Uh, and they were in Halloween masks, which is just terrifying on its own. Yeah. Uh, and they're tossing human remains into intersections. So Jesus Christ. Um, General Butt Naked was a respected priest, and the child soldiers respectfully kneeled and turned away when he began to recite incantations. Which is the what they were supposed to do. They were obviously unaware of how he was manipulating them. And many of these children that were running around in Halloween masks, all fucked up, and throwing around human remains were as young as nine. Oh, God. That's one digit. I planted violence into them. I explained to them that killing people was a game, he said. This is again from his memoir. We made them take up arms and consume drugs. General Butt Naked led a brigade of 80 child soldiers, putting drugs in their food to keep them alert and susceptible. Bly also said that he fed them human, he fed them human remains as well. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Anytime we captured a town, I had to make a human sacrifice. He said, they bring to me a living child that I slaughter and take the heart out and eat it. Then he would divide the heart among his soldiers to consume. Ugh. Yeah. He estimated that he and his militia had killed at least 20,000 people. Holy fuck. This is awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And his name is General Butt Naked. And we're supposed to take this seriously. Um, in 1996, he had an awakening. <clears throat> General Buttnaked had just had just butchered another child and sent his underage troops to bring him clean water from upriver. Which you know, it I, I do like that when you have kids around, you can be like, "Hey, load the dishwasher. Yeah. Hey, go get me water from upriver." Mm-hmm. Um, he was about to eat the boy's heart and launch into yet another massacre, and then. Um, this ends up marking the last day of uh, General Butt Naked as a soldier. The war went on for another year, but he was like, I am done. Like, he has this vision where Jesus met him. Okay, this is his quote I had a vision where Jesus met me and told me to repent and live or refuse and die with the bloodstains of the child still in my hands. He said, claiming his soldiers knelt upon returning with the water. Um, We don't have conversations. They only take orders. I retreated from the front. That day, I did not fight. I could not fight that day. His conversion took place shortly after April 6, 1996, which marked one of the bloodiest battles of the war, one in which General Butt Naked was seen atop a truck that day with a machine gun in one hand and a man's severed genitals in the other. God. And then conversion. In July 1997, the country established a constitutional government, but it would not be until 2003 with the conclusion of the Second Liberian Civil War that Liberia formed a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to investigate the bloody atrocities that occurred during the past decade and a half. The proceedings were broadcast live on TV. Ugh. And Bly was the first former warlord to offer testimony in 2008. So he is like, hey, I'll talk because I'm saved. Um, 
I would honorably walk to the court. I would walk to the court voluntarily to exercise my regret for what I accepted, what I chose 25 years ago, he said. I think it's the best for this country, and if I even want to be selfish, it's the best for my children. Huh. My children. You know, he, he, the he ones, can speak the ones to that. He ate. I think the ones he fed the others to. Mm. Mm. Sorry. During his testimony, Bly spoke candidly, chronicling how he sliced up children's hearts. Again, this is on TV. And shared them with the children he drugged and armed. In the end, he was granted prosecutor, prosecute, fuck, prosecutorial amnesty. That's. That's a word like, that I create. I, I wrote that myself because okay, yeah. I'm very, very smart. verbose. Mm-hmm. Did remember verbose though. <laughs> um, many were horrified and unconvinced. I don't know why that his Journeys Against Violence initiative, working to rehabilitate 48 former child soldiers in Monrovia, was absolute bullshit. Yep. Uh, but Joshua Milton Bly visits relatives of those he killed and begs for forgiveness to this day. No, I wouldn't forgive How you. How is he not shot? Yeah, I was about yeah to say. why is he still alive? Uh, and although he says that, quote, a few of them have still not accepted, he appears content now. Um, the people of Liberia, their forgiveness is relative. Some of them have forgiven me. Some of them have still not forgiven me, but I know God has forgiven me because God said it, he claimed. He said, anyone is willing to forgive, to confess their sins, God will forgive them. So I am very sure the Lord has forgiven me. I really How is that not know. selfish? I, it's super selfish. I don't know. Fuck that guy. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. What a... I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I mean, how do you get tried for crimes against humanity? Like, why isn't this person... Because he came to Jesus. He had a... He had a... He had a vision, Whitney. I guess the whole world has to decide instead of just... Well, I mean... If, people being like, okay, I guess... If he was... So if he was... If he got amnesty, which means he probably turned over information on other people more than likely. Right. I would. Yeah. And if it's he I'm just ratted trying to on think all about, the children. Yeah. yeah. That that twelve year old love the hearts yeah. the most. Um, yeah. Watch out for him. You know what this fifteen year old did? Fuck. No, but if it's a coup and a government, then would it stand to reason that some of those people would still be left in the government and probably would have also potentially committed atrocities that right. they would have to protect themselves from. Right. I mean, potentially I would want to do more digging on like what happened between the first and the second, second. one mm-hmm. to know who was in charge at the time. Yeah. Right. But I, I like, I hope it wasn't like, Oh, you've been chill for 10 years. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Well, yeah, you came to Jesus. Cool. I also just Googled him and he's only 49 years old. He was born in 71, which means when he was, initially when he was initiated he was 11 and then he was no more than 20 he was like 21 when he in like 92 or whatever that's nuts that's a lot to get done before 25 yeah i don't want to call it any kind of accomplishment but he did a way to accomplish some things he was just busy he was (laughs) he was just busy (laughs) 
<laughs> he was busy. He was busy. He was very busy. Mm. You can tell. Well, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah. It's. T- I, it makes me really not scared, but it, it makes me feel some type of anxiety around the idea that like someone could like Trump could be like, I'm very much with the Lord now and I'm also a liberal. And then we're all like, okay. Yeah. Like Oof. that well, yeah. That, that wouldn't happen now. No. Well, the thing about <laughs> there's lots of weirdo fucking things about Christianity, right? But it's the people who believe that um, you get salvation by being saved, only being saved. That's the only thing that you mm-hmm. need to do. So, Mm. all is forgiven all as long as you ask for forgiveness and get saved by jesus it literally does not matter what yeah. you do after that point as long as you just keep asking forgiveness and keep accepting jesus which is honest i haven't like read the bible back to front or anything or why would you read she it that direction reads it. she reads her books you, back to front yeah but we also talked about last time how you read the bible try to speed through the bible Absolutely. every single day and you never yes. make it mm-hmm. yes. i so, think one day though one day i'm gonna do it yeah i believe in you mm-hmm much like I believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are y'all? Do y'all know? Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever seen like the cars with the sticker that's like N O T W, and it's all kind of uh-huh. that's not of this world. The first time I saw it was I was in California years years ago, and I was like, "What is that?" I looked it up. Not of this world. It's like for born again Christians. But there's also like some low key cult elements where it's like we're all in this group across America and blah. blah. It's that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's interesting. Go down that wormhole. Yeah, scene. yeah. I do appreciate prophetizing via bumper sticker. <laughs> it's you gotta very, spread the it's, word. It's Look, it there. worked on Lisa. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest though, the like flying spaghetti monster shit. Like, yeah, I am so annoying. I'm like, go, you're just go on Reddit. Go, go put on your fedora. red pill. I don't have time for this. Yes, I agree. Well, Haley, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go? Does does hers lead into yours at all? Do you have any child no, soldiers? I, I don't. I kind of hope don't. mine doesn't lead into anything. anything. No. But it just stops there. Yes. The butt. The butt part. The butt, the butt stops part, there. The butt pulled you in. The <laughs> child murders kept you there. No. No. Kind of made, made you want to rush through. You had already committed yeah. to it. I can go. <laughs> we can we can this is yeah this is not that so that's okay. good for good. us right? i don't want to talk about it anymore in child this soldiers. is this is more of like we're gonna we're gonna girl boss we're gonna gaslight a little bit and we're gonna cool. get ghosty okay well that's like yeah that's a kind of there was some he gaslighting was, there was some girl bossing as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little too close to the sun like we were saying um okay so this is my story starts with a, a haunted house. So the Fox family moved into a house in Hydesville, New York in the 1840s and quickly started having some pretty strange experiences. Every night around bedtime, um, they heard a series of raps and knocks on the walls and the furniture. And they seemed to start kind of manifesting in a particularly otherworldly intelligence. Um, so on October 31st, 1948, one day before April Fool's Day, um, the haunting took on a new form. When Wait, it had... hold on. Mm-hmm. Sorry. October 31st? Oh, sorry. March 31st. Okay. It's almost October. It's spooky season. It is. March it is. 31st. Sorry. Well, because I was like, I don't know. This is crazy. <laughs> That's how time works in my world. I know. It's April Okay. 1st. March 1st, 1948. The haunting. March 31st. 31st. Yeah. <laughs> right before April 1st. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Established. Established. The haunting took on a new form when it 
it appeared that the youngest Fox sisters, Maggie, who was 14, and Kate, who was 11, appeared to be able to communicate with the spirit um, by clapping and knocking or rapping, as was stated before. Wee willy winky. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the spirit would then imitate those noises back. Um, Maggie and Kate would uh, clap, and then the spirit would clap two times as well. Um, and they would address the spirit as Mr. Splitfoot. No, nope. which I'm is out. Yeah, which is another name for, name for the devil Nerm. because of his hoofed foots. My friend's son says that he can't go to sleep because the sick is in his room. Huh? Ooh, did he He's just three vomit? Yeah, maybe I don't like mm. that. I don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. he's probably fine. Splitfoot, though. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Splitfoot, which is another word for the devil. Anyways, so they're they're doing this, and their mom, whose name is Margaret, was kind of like, nah, I don't know about this. Let let me try it. So she, um, tar- started trying to communicate with the spirit by asking questions that it could answer. And so one of the things that she had it do was, um, wrap out the age of all of her children in descending order. She had like seven kids. And it was like. One, two, yeah, three mm-hmm. to the oh. yeah, exactly. Yeah, wrapped it, <laughs> and so the spirit did it correctly all the way down to the <clears throat> last child, and then they did three more knocks, which showed that the spirit was aware that they had a child who died as a baby, that they Ew. wasn't when they were moved, living in this house. So that kind of like proved it to her. So the mom Margaret started inviting the neighbors over to like check out this thing that her two daughters could do and communicate with this spirit. And they would come over and they would also ask similar questions. Um and it like the neighborhood loved it. Like this is the best thing ever. This is so much fun. It's 1848. <laughs> what else are we doing, right? We're not in the Civil War yet. We're just chilling out. I mean, so, wasn't that around the time of like the spiritual like so, ism? So okay, 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 uh, okay, 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 okay. So they they kind of streamlined this like knock and response system so they could actually ask like full questions and not just ask the spirit to count essentially. Um, and they had determined that the spirit was a traveling salesperson who had met their untimely demise in the house not too many years before. And this was actually a story kind of corroborated by another neighbor who had been the cleaner for the house and they had remembered a salesperson coming by and never leaving. So it had always been kind of expected that this house was haunted and then this was just further proving the fact. So they decided to um, excavate the basement and they found like something that kind of looked like a skull with hair on it, but it also kind of just looked like a plant. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, and so this story of Maggie and... <laughs> like a chia pet? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm trying to think of what plant looks like it has hair but i'm sure there's plenty so um the story starts to spread about um kate and maggie and this spirit communication and people from all over are starting to come by and the more folks that came by the more like brazen and like like uh loud and demanding the spirit became um and people started noticing that they were the it was the most present most loud when maggie and kate were around so like oh well these are the vectors of communication these two young girls so they started to get really popular in town. Um, and a lot of people either saw them in awe as these like, this kind of like anomaly, these amazing communicators with the dead or, you know, unholy witches, right? Mm-hmm. So um, about this time, the Fox family's oldest sister, Leah, comes into town because she gets ner- news all the way in Rochester um, about- her- My lord. I know, mm-hmm. all the way in Ro- Rochester. And she comes and they end up moving to Rochester with Leah. 
and the spirits seem to follow her and it goes from spirit Mm -hmm. to spirits are now communicating Mm -hmm. with kate and maggie a lot of content as if they had become beacons for the undead to communicate and since they had already done some local shows uh they decided (laughs) to try out a new market by performing seances at leah's house in rochester everyone would sit in a circle pray and then sing and it'd be all lighty and all moody like if you imagine what a seance is this is archetypical seance um and then after everyone had sang and kind of like gotten into the mood um either maggie or kate would fall into a trance uh the way that it would work is leah would be the one or maggie and kate would be the ones that would communicate and then leah would interpret those communications for everybody at the seance um and they had like judges and politicians and like really like well-established people coming by basically legitimizing these seances and this mediumship so it got more and more popular um and then after a couple of months of doing these in-house seances at leah's house leah had a big announcement which it's actually the spirits had the announcement and then they wrapped them to maggie and kate and then leah announced them so basically The spirits have decided that they got to take the show on the road. So they're like, we need to get spirits out. We need to get this message out here. We got to do it. Let's let's um, like tour, essentially. So they started that by booking four nights at the Parthenon Hall in Rochester, which was like their biggest entertainment venue. Going on the road. Yeah. <laughs> by exactly. carriage or something. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. So they booked four shows and their first three nights were were pretty rough because it would seem that most people came to see the show to see them be proven as charlatans nobody like at at kind of bigger city less people really really believed them right so they actually had investigators um come to try to like expose them and they would do things like tie their legs together or move them into different positions uh... yeah basically manhandle them (laughs) like how old are these girls at this point uh they're still teenagers yeah so yeah, it's gross. They were even um, strip searched at one point to make sure that they weren't like hiding anything. What airport? <laughs> yeah. It's like the 1850s. This. It was. It did specifically say in the articles I read that it was women who were strip searching them, but that doesn't make me feel any better about this. No. Anyway, so they did. They did all these things, but the the rapping and the tapping and the noises kept happening regardless of what they did. Um, even under the scrutiny and constraints that they were getting. And you would think that this would kind of abate the crowds because on the fourth night, after all the investigations had happened, it kind of showed that supposedly they weren't doing any tricks. When really, it actually enraged the crowds more. <laughs> and that like, how are the they whole, doing? Yeah, Leah, Leah Kate, and, Kate and Maggie all had to be like escorted away by police because of like threat to their life, essentially. However, this became the birth of the modern spiritualist movement Mm. in the 1850s. So spiritualism is basically the belief that after someone dies, their spirit continues to exist and is able and willing to communicate with the living. Um, This is where we get our modern idea of mediums and seances that you've seen pretty much everywhere at this point. Um, It's interesting to look at this time period when it was becoming popular because other things that were becoming popular at the same time was mesmerism, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, the belief that every thing has an energy. It's animism, essentially, Mm -hmm. but then you can uh, change that energy for the good or the worse. And And the guy who invented it, his last name was Mesmer, Mesmer. (laughs) which is still I'll never get over. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the idea that everything has a spirit. Um, also, even other more concrete things like the invention of the telegraph, which is a new technology that would allow you to speak with somebody a town over. So it's not that much of a stretch to say, if you can do that kind of like unheard of communication, the you could communicate with the dead. This was also during this, like this had now creeped in like the 1850s and 60s also creeped into the Civil War where many people were having family members die away from home. Right. And so they would want another mm -hmm. opportunity to speak with somebody who had died. So that also popular, popularized it. And then also an interesting about um, spiritualism is that it's very, in the afterlife, this version of the afterlife, it's very egalitarian. Like there, suffragists and other social reform movements were gaining steam at this time. And also souls are equal in the afterlife. So this linked spiritualism, temperance, abolition, and women's rights. And a lot of the mediums at the time were women. Mm -hmm. Women didn't have a lot of opportunities to speak publicly mm -hmm. unless they were pretending that they were possessed. And a lot of the mediums would take that time to expound like suffragist mm -hmm. thought and stuff like that. Basically saying, hey, everyone on the other side thinks that y'all are doing all this wrong and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. So, it all kind of like, like that. yeah, it's interesting. Jesus's best friend in heaven told me that y'all <laughs> yeah. are being stupid. I mean, kind of. So the first woman to run for president, a woman named Victoria Woodhull, was a spiritualist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She also believed in like free love and all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So this is the advent of all of that. And a lot of spiritual, existing spiritualists still count the Fox sisters as the start of popular spiritualism. So... What did, what did the Fox sisters do? So they got more popular. They're hosting seances for like rich people who paid a lot of money to have them at their parties. Very fun party trick. Um, they were also called the Rochester Rappers, which is oh. very fun. Very fun. At the, at the same time as spiritualism was growing, the Fox sisters becoming more popular. There are more and more skeptics. A lot of mediums were being exposed as frauds around this time. And they kept trying to expose the sisters, but it was proving difficult. One of the theories that... Uh, the skeptics have is they were using a method called toology. No, I don't like that. Toology. Yep. Um, where basically they believed that the sisters were using their toe knuckles to either hit or crack, crack their toes. Like you can crack your back no. loud enough to make these noises. It's I can crack weird. my big toes at all times. Really? Yeah. Over so I can't that do that. Black. Here, wait. Shh. Shut up. Shh. Oh God. Oh, oh, so do that, but echo it through an entire hall. I, I got to work on yeah, it. Yeah, without microphones. So that was kind of a theory. Uh, doctors um, thought that they were loudly cracking joints, specifically also their knees to make this noise. And when they tested it, because they did test it, they tied the girl's knees together and they were right. The sisters weren't able to call the spirits. Um, but mm. the sisters basically said like... The conditions weren't right and that like the vibes mm -hmm. were off and mm -hmm. like the spirits did not want to be a part of it and it's not because mm -hmm. their knees were tied together but at this point the sisters were kind of so popular that some people just didn't care they're like whatever it's yeah. one also, test like what else do you have going on yeah i like, have a couple of instances where i'm like well of course they went and did that what else is yeah what else like, is there to do i'd be like yeah, yeah, more? Totally yeah. Cool. yeah. snap your toes and let me talk to my grandpappy mm -hmm. yeah that sounds great i do that now yeah yeah yeah, they basically said the conditions weren't right, so everybody kind of ignored the fact that they were at least disproven in that instance, and they kept getting more popular. So they're they're selling out shows, they're having a good time, they're still plenty of skeptics, but spiritualism is still becoming more and more popular, so their entire, like, they have a very large base. It's said that within five years of 
the shows at Rochester, there became like between one and a half and two million spiritualists in the United States. Spiritualism is very accessible because you can you can see it through the guise of Christianity or Judaism. Like you can very much like absorb mm-hmm. it into mm-hmm. your own existing beliefs. So it was pretty easy to adapt on. Granted, there are plenty of people who are like, it's the devil. Sure. Great. The losers and nerds. <laughs> exactly. I'm Mr. Splitfoot. Ooh, I don't. Like I don't it. like it. I like it. I like it. Right. So get Brandon Yuri on the fucking phone. <laughs> so this is now we're talking about like the eighteen, like mid eighteen fifties. So they're early twenties at this point, and their personal lives are kind of a mess. Um, no, like you're popular and you're famous, but also for like a weird kind of still fringe thing. Mm-hmm. So Maggie specifically, she was the one, the older one, a little bit older was dating a famous Arctic explorer, um, but only on the down low because he was like, you're what you do isn't respectable and I can't be with a woman like you. Well, what he does isn't respectable. <laughs> Fucking show me Antarctica at that point. It probably doesn't exist. Like yeah. we've all kind of gotten to that point. He's just a liar. <laughs> so, <laughs> that bitch. So of course she tried to change for him and leave the spiritual community. And as we all know, you shouldn't change yourself for anybody especially no man, mm-hmm. no white man. Um, so like snow that much? Yeah, just like to be really fucking cold. Yeah. Like as a woman, yeah. I do not want to be cold. No. Yeah, it's gross. Give me your letterman still nothing down there in the first place. So. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. So they it didn't work out. Yeah. Um and he died sometime later. She tried to froze to death. Maybe probably. she mm-hmm. she claimed that they were married, but his family was like, "Fuck off! Like, no way, go away." Um, <laughs> that rules, though. I don't think. I don't so. think so. Um, and then in 1658, Maggie retired and then converted to Catholicism, which honestly is like the most witchy Christianity, in my opinion, with mm. all of the rituals and oh, fun yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Love a Gregorian chant, like. For it's sure. That and like the fucking West Virginia Jolo snake handlers. Like oh, those are the two yes. ways from spiritualism you go to one of two. Yep. I think they're fun too. So yeah. Roll with it. Hell yeah. Anyway, so she, but this was also, granted, it's like 1850s Catholicism. So not not as great. Probably more exorcisms going yeah. on back then though than mm-hmm. Um, then Leah, the oldest sister, retired about the same time. She got married for a third time to mm-hmm. a person who was also a spiritualist and also was very wealthy. So she just didn't need the money from seances anymore. So they just nice. spend their marriage yeah. gaslighting each other? Yeah, probably. <laughs> exactly. And so Leah, you know, uh, good for her because that's a great journey. Just yeah, be kind of the host of a show that you tour around with for a while. Meet a rich old guy who kind of likes the same things as you and just you're done. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Kate the youngest uh, kept in the spiritualism community for a few more years. But in the 1860s, she started to become a pretty raging alcoholic, which again, what else are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie kind of at the same time also had a problem with it. But Kate moved to England to sober up and she did okay for a while. She got married and had a few kids. And then in the 1880s, early 1880s, her husband died and it threw her into a tailspin. She started drinking again. So she moved back to the States to be closer to her family. And then in 1988, the girls were fighting. So the oldest Catholic sister, Leah, tried to have Kate's kids taken away from her on account of her being a drunk. Mm. And it was kind of publicized in the media because these are still relatively well-known people. Lisa, do you have something to say? Not 
on <laughs> just after yeah okay and then maggie at the same time which i couldn't really figure out why she did it but she took this exact same time period to go to like a public event that she was invited to and confess that the whole spiritual communication thing was a hoax a complete and total hoax hey, so she's is. she's at the academy of music says that it's a hoax takes off her shoe and cracks her big toe confirming hey. the toeology theory toeology um Ugh, she, i just hate it yeah and she basically says that it was it was a prank that went too far so back at the old house they were fucking with their mother trying to freak her out that's why the significance of it being the day before april fool's day they would mm. take apples and put them on strings and roll them down the stairs to make it sound like footprints and when they were doing the clapping thing they weren't next to each other like maggie was clapping and then kate was like hiding down the uh, hall sure. and clapping and so their mom believed in like because you right. know whatever and they were from what i understand once like community members started coming over they couldn't like expose their mom as a liar so they just went with it yeah which is but couldn't they expose themselves as liars they must have thought that they were in too deep and i'm sure that people I mean, were coming were by and slipping too, them cash you know, and like it's getting just, all that attention yeah in 1800s you're gonna get yeah. your ass fucking oh yeah yeah for sure to a nunnery like it is really. that i fear i may have grilled boss too close to the sun them. yeah um so they and so she confessed and then kate or not kate whichever the other one was leah no kate also Mary. about the same time confessed that it was fake in the same kind of way they both also recanted sometimes like it was that back and forth thing but their credibility was completely destroyed leah girl bossed it leah girl bossed went yeah, home right. said what are you doing what's going I'm on catholic now and the daughters this is before then so okay. we're talking if we're talking back at the Hyde rich house she came back to that house and said i've heard that y'all been getting popular what's going on and maggie and kate were like we're pulling a fast one on everybody and she's like awesome come to rochester the, yeah they have money in rochester money. yeah so she's the girl boss in this situation for sure um and also the one who ended up the best in the end because she did not die of alcoholism <laughs> um nice. yeah so she's the one who turned it into a money making venture and like i said they both recanted damage was already done and in 1892 katie died due to in-stage capital, uh, capitalism. Capitalism. I mean, honestly. We're getting there. In-stage yes. alcoholism. And then Maggie died the next year. But spiritualism lives on, but with less of the religious seal um, from the early Victorian era. And most folks see spiritualist practices as party tricks or like for fun and spooky entertainment. I like fun spooky. Yeah. It continued through. You think about like Ouija boards in the 1900s and then occult practices and like Anton LaVey, that's all based in spiritualism that comes in through and reflects in occult practices. Um, one last thing is, so that um, home in Hydesville that it all started in, they remodeled it in the early 1900s. And in the process, the workers found skeletal remains, remains in the wall what? that dated back about 50 years, which was when they would have started hearing the rapping and knocking. So, Ooh, so someone was actually in the walls. Yep. Somebody somebody died and was buried in the walls. Right. Yeah. So Dang. is it? Did it actually come from something spooky dookie? Probably did not. Mom put a kid in the wall. <laughs> I don't sure. And then she that was dreaded like, first yeah, it's child. Telltale heart, you know. Yeah. She just she heard the rapping because it was hers now. Because they would have moved in after. Whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever, man. 
Yeah, so that's the Fox sisters, the founders and creators of the spiritualist movement. Yeah. That's the the last that. part fucked me up. Yeah. The which part? Which part? The skeleton remains. Yeah, that's skeletal sucks. remains. Who was it? I know Harry Houdini really hated spiritualism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of people really liked it. Like Arthur Conan Doyle was a huge spiritualist. Right. Mm-hmm. But I get it, like because Harry Houdini, you know, you know that it's magic. Yeah. He's a trickster. You can't, he's you can't not, bullshit a He's not claiming like I have actual magical yeah. powers. Yeah. He's just like I can escape from this fucking thing, he's and like, it's wild looking. On the integrity end of mm-hmm. like, here's the truth, and watch. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah. Well, and I, it's. It's funny, but I think, is it that movie The Prestige or whatever where it's Hugh Jackman and uh, anyways, he's like a a musician. He's a musician. He's a, yeah, he's a magician. Or But the thing is, is like one of them, it seems like they are doing like Actual actual magic. And the reason he's like, but you have to make the people think that something about it is fake Mm -hmm. for them to be into it. Mm -hmm. And like that's, that's that's it. That's him and Harry. Anyways, um, okay. Speaking of families, families mm. of people mm. doing crimes together. Yay. Um, they were a crime family. They were a crime family. Not in the, think not in the way that you would traditionally yeah, not like, think. Not, not with like, like cannolis. Not oh. like this family. Also, about to crime talk to. family. Yeah, that's you know, true. a family is what you make it. Right. Yeah, it's Your what you adopt. Crime yeah. family. Or what adopts it's, you and steals you as a child. Are your part turns you into a. Uh, Child soldier. Okay, so um, tonight, and by tonight I mean today, because it is fucking daytime. Uh, I'm talking about a lady named right, M- Ma Barker, Kate Bach. Ba- the Jesus Christ, Ma Barker, aka Kate Barker. She's born uh, in 1873. Her original name was arizona which i loved and she decided to go by fucking kate which is like a fine name it's just kind of boring when your name name. is arizona name is yeah and like as a kid they called her airy was arizona a state at that time Yes. We're, we're well into Manifest Destiny after that point. 1873. Yeah. So, yeah. But she was born in Missouri. Mm. Yeah. But her name is West. Arizona. Already Anyways. out. I'm already tapping out. This so. Fucking Missouri. Born in Missouri to poor folk. Uh, she gets married in 1892 to a guy named George Barker. By this point, she's going by Kate. So her name is Kate Barker. Her and uh, George have four sons. They have Herman, Lloyd, Arthur, who is also known as Doc, and Freddie. She was 14 when she got married. Is that how? What did I say? 78 to 92? 73 to okay. 92. Um, 19 is better. Yeah. So Kate Barker is, like I said, they're still poor. Yes, they have four kids. She did get married. They're still poor, though. And George, yeah, that George is like fine, but he's generally he has a bunch of, quote, low skilled jobs in the 1920s. He's a farmer. He's a watchman. He's a stationer. He's a clerk. He like does a bunch of stuff, but none of it's really like making them much money. 
a Missouri Renaissance man. Yes, a lot of all that stuff sounds really hard. Stuff. I, I mean, I'm sure jobs. it was all way more difficult than what they're saying. So uh, their focus is more so like, well, we need more money. They're not super concerned about the education for their kids, which ends up making most of them kind of like degenerate illiterate mm. group of boys mm, like go I, in the woods and yeah and like like i said this is in like the 20s and 30s so like it's a little different yeah definitely prohibition uh and ma baker kate baker we'll start calling her ma now or barker is uh like you know what <laughs> Maybe we start doing a little bit of light crime. Like, there are four of you. Like, let's just kind of see. She hit her fuck it point. uh, Yeah. yeah. And Herman is the oldest son. And he's like, he starts doing it. He starts uh, committing little robberies here and there. And things are kind of actually going well. Getting a little bit more money. Herman, unfortunately, gets arrested for highway robbery after running over a child in a getaway car. So there's some child death there. So not murder, but robbery. Highway robbery. It's mm-hmm. highway robbery. But the child was killed. A child was killed, but, but he it stole was his accident, life. That's a good point. You know? yeah. It was an accident. And so, like kids are, as we know, they're just kind of like. He's arrested, disposable. but basically, Ma is like, he was innocent. Like, he's my son. He didn't mean to do it. And he, we just coming from whatever. Herman is out. Fine. Um, over the next few years, Herman and his three other brothers are repeatedly involved in crimes and it's increasing in seriousness. Like, like I said, they started out with little robberies and they're starting to rob banks and then they're starting to like murder people. And, uh, so it's escalating, yeah. uh, as things do, you know, you got to level up, uh, and then gotta in, get those numbers up. <laughs> they eventually meet the central park gang. So the central park gang, was part of like that original like public enemy number one type of shit. Mm-hmm. They're organized crime. It's these two, it's the Kimes Terrell gang, aka the Central Park gang. And they learn how to do even more fun crimes from them. They're like, wow, this is great crime like a school. Vocational school. I love it. They're mm-hmm. going to for crime. It's so fun. Um and so everything's Still going well, but on August 29th, 1927, Herman dies. So they were robbing someone and the police show up. And when them and the police are like having like their standoff, Herman ends up shooting an officer at point blank range in the mouth. And he's like, fuck man, like this is probably not going to go well for me shooting a police officer like that in front of a bunch of people. So he just like fucking offs himself immediately. Yeah. Uh, He kills himself. I appreciate Um, his like quick reasoning skills. Like, yeah, he was like, I don't want to deal with this. And it's just like, pew, pew. Um, Probably not two. Yeah. Uh, I, you, never you never know. know. Yeah. In 1928, Lloyd is incarcerated from stealing and all that other fun stuff. Uh, Doc, the other one of the other kids, ends up in Oklahoma State Prison, and Fred ends up in the Kansas State Prison. So all these boys who have been doing crimes uh, and bringing in the dough for their mom all 
well, Herman's dead now and all three of them are in prison. And Ma is like, well, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't have any money coming in. George, my husband, is kind of just like whatever. He's been sort of working and he hasn't been participating in the crimes, but he's definitely been benefiting from it. Uh, But while the boys are gone, George is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Uh, Supposedly, George, quote, gave up completely and quietly removed himself from the scene. And Ma was like, cool, whatever, bye. We didn't give a fuck about you anyways. Supposedly, George was also pissed because Ma was like, yeah, I go on dates. I do hood rat shit with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, And uh, he was like, I'm done. So George is gone. Ma has no sons at home helping her make any of this money. She's kind of homeless at some point and moves in with some other dude his name is arthur w dunlop who is also a homeless dude but i guess they have they have a dirt floor shack that's a home it is from 1928 to 1930 when did the like great depression start 31 33 it kind of depends on yeah so i gotta write a paper about that specifically yeah three instances that started the Great Depression. Like the Dust Bowl. Dust Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's Stop the only one crashed. I really remember. Yeah. Um, so 1930, she's living with this dude. Uh, but hey, it sucks, but good news. In 1931, Fred gets released from jail. Um, and when he gets released, he's like, my BFF in jail, Alvin Carpus, got released with Carpus? me. Carpus? K-A-R-P-I-S. Carpus. Carpus. And I watched a couple <laughs> videos because I was like, is it Carpi? Like French Try pronunciation. Try to French it up a little bit. Carpi. Dear Tay. It wasn't. It's Carpus. So hmm. he's like, Ma, here's my friend Alvin. Um, we want to make our own gang. And she's like, I Can think. Can he spend the night? <laughs> you want the me on our gang. dirt floor. And Ma's like, okay. And so they form the Barker Carpus gang. Uh, shortly after that. That's a lot of really the other, harsh. It is. It's like. <laughs> uh, the other brothers get out of jail. They join the gang. They have. You know, they're recruiting people. They're starting to do a lot more fun crimes. And um, I love fun. Crime. They had like a a guy, like a police officer that was kind of like feeding them info and like stuff also. And so they they were doing pretty good. They end up like robbing a bunch of banks and. Ma is going with like she's not going to the crimes, but this she whole helps time carpool. She you know, drives. yeah, she does. She's got a like, suburban. Yes, <laughs> just pile on in the back. Just put the seats down. It's fine. Just put the seats down. Uh, <laughs> so because of all these crimes and them like kind of being well known, they keep having to like flee to other cities and different states to to get away from the kappas. And the whole time, Ma is with them. Uh, she actually ended up being on some of the like reward wanted posters kind of deal because she was so associated with her her little boy group of bad kids making her money. I guess they weren't kids at this time. They're definitely adults. Well, they're always your babies. But, right? mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they move up to Chicago and they're there for a little bit. But Carpus is like, I don't want to fucking stay here. Al Capone's here. He's a psycho. I don't want to work with him. And they're like, all right. So they decide to go down to St. Paul, Minnesota. And 
at the time it was kind of like a haven for wanted criminals, which I kind of want to go there and just see Saint what that Paul? would be like. Yeah. Huh. Um, I know literally nothing about that part of the country. I, yeah. I just I know that it's like, uh, to me, it's like, oh, quaint and safe. Not and back not, then. It, and then like Chicago. And then outside of that, it's like cute. Mm-hmm. Little methy, but cute. Yeah. cute. So the Barker Carpus gang's most infamous crimes are committed after they finally moved down to St. Paul or up to St. Paul, mm. whatever. They were all staying in like a string of rented houses together, like a fun co-op, you know, just like, let's hang out. Uh, they operated, like I said, under St. Paul's police chief, Thomas quote big tom brown um and they were like you know what i love robbing banks but i think we can make a lot more money kidnapping declaration kind of stealing people (laughs) not the declaration of independence and uh ma's little poor boyfriend arthur dunlop is still with them little poor boyfriend yeah arthur dunlop uh so he's like a he's a drunk and Carpus, the Carpus Barker gang are kidnapping people, holding them for ransom, all this stuff. And Dunlop's out there and he's like, whatever. I like hang out with these guys. Like I know all about them. Um, I can identify them if I needed to. Blah, blah, blah. So he people fucking idiot. No, start to know stuff about the gang because of Arthur Dunlop. And they think they the Barkers kind of get wise to it. And then a few days later, uh, Dunlop gets murdered. His naked body is found near Webster, Wisconsin, with a single bullet wound to the head because they fucking killed him. Um, And because of his loose lips sinking their ships, they had to flee. Chief Brown, Big Tom Brown, uh, tipped him off so that they could escape. They couldn't prove like when he got called out for doing that they couldn't directly prove it but they did demote him from chief to detective and then he eventually is just dismissed from the police force altogether so the gang relocates to menominee wisconsin menominee m-e-n-o-m-o-n-i-e and fred somebody's gonna like but if anybody writes in, they're like, it's not pronounced minimina. It's pronounced like. Sure. Like, meh. Like, just. That. I'll pay right. for someone to, to it's like correct or something yeah. like that. Um, so Fred is like, come on, Ma, we got to go hide out. They're hiding out in hotels and like wherever they can figure shit out. And the FBI is on their tail, but not like crazy on their tail. They also had some girlfriends and stuff with them, but Ma did not get along with any of the girls ever. And she's, so yeah, she seems she, a bit of an emotional incest kind of mom. She is. Mm-hmm. She definitely is. Yeah. Um, but by 1933, most of the gang kind of makes their way back to St. Paul. Like, yay, we're back. We're getting the gang back together. They kidnap two wealthy businessmen. For the first one, his name is William Ham. Two M's like John Ham, mm-hmm. they get a hundred thousand dollars ransom Whoa, for him. How much is that in today's money? Like a billion, billion dollars today. And then Gosh. they arranged the kidnapping of Edward Bremer, and that netted them two hundred thousand dollars ransom. Why do I recognize I like, that name? Yeah, do we know him? 
I don't. I couldn't. Hold on. Let's see. Do we know? Sounds him? like an heir or something. Like a newspaper guy. Yeah. Or like, he also like probably killed a girl and got away with it, kind of thing, right? I feel like most. His all of father, them. Adolf Bremer, was a banker and the owner of Schmidt Beer Brewery. Mm, unfortunate um, name. Yeah. He. Bremer was not chosen simply because of his wealth, but also because of a personal vendetta possibly linked to the ending of the Prohibition era because obviously they were thriving in Prohibition. Yeah. Mm. Um, they kidnap this guy. They get $200,000 for him. And they're like, all right, we got to get the fuck back out of St. Paul. The FBI is really up here. Tom Brown, Big Tom is gone. Not He's not tipping us off anymore. We're going back to Chicago. And up there, uh, they rent some places. Mom, Ma is staying up there. They're trying to launder this ransom money. What year is this? How far into the... 1935. Okay. Uh, so in 19, January 1935, the FBI figure out where Fred and Ma are hiding out in Chicago. They had arrested Arthur... And when they arrested Arthur, they found a map in his possession. They So they arrest him in Chicago. They find this map in his possession. And it's got like Oklahoma, Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? I don't no know. idea. Okay, cool. Oklahoma, Florida is like circled on this map. And they're like, I bet that's where they are. So they go down to Florida. They find references to a restaurant called Gator Joe's. Shut up. Yep, Gator Joe's in Oklahoma. It's probably still there. And probably go there. I didn't know we were doing kitschy shit back then. We were. And they end up figuring out where the house is. And agents go, excuse me, surround the house on January 16th, 1935. They don't know exactly who's in the house. They just know that this is where the gang hideout is. They're like, come out with your hands up. And Fred's like, Not f- no fucking way, bro. And the FBI is like, fine. And so Fred starts firing a machine gun out of the house. And the FBI are firing back. And this shootout lasts for like hours until the FBI runs out of bullets because it lasted so long. People like picnicked across the street. They were like, I guess let's just like watch this, see what's happening. Stay out of the gunfire. I mean, if you knew a carjacking was happening at the time it was happening, you peek out the window. I would be so in the window. Yeah. Yes. Humans have not changed that much in the last years or so. Eventually, Mm -hmm. gunfire stops coming from the house and the FBI are like, okay, let's do this. They find a handyman named Willie Woodbury and they're like, put on this bulletproof vest and go check out and see oh, what's no, in there. Oh, no, Willie. I don't know what they did. Brand new like, shiny boom. Here you go, yeah. We'll give you a buffalo nickel, Willie, if you walk into this house. <laughs> um, and Willie's like, tight, that works for me. He goes in and no one inside is alive. But most of the gang had fled. Mm-hmm. They didn't know it. But the two people that were still there were Ma and Fred, and both of them were shot to death. According to the FBI, a Tommy gun was found in Ma's hands. If that's true, I don't know. What can I say? But other sources say that there was gun lying between the bodies of Ma and Fred. They were in the same room and died together. 
Um, kind of sweet. I guess. Was it like horrifying? Like, oh, I'm sure it was just disgusting. Yeah. Um, I'd go out with mom. Yeah. yeah. So Ma is super like this kind of trope as like the mother leading out. The reason why her picture caught my eye, I was like, oh, fuck, that reminds me of the woman from Goonies, like with her oh, sons. The yeah. Fratellis. The Fratellis. Turns out Ma in the in the Goonies was loosely based off of Ma Barker and the Fratelli boys are loose, obviously just very loosely based off of her four kids. So yeah, so that makes most two of the sons are dead now. Ma's dead. And the band, the the band, the gang obviously can't really sustain anymore since everybody's dead. All of them met violent demises every one of the I'm trying to look up kill on this and it's just not going to violent delights violent, violent and yes um in yeah there's Herman committing suicide that was like the first of it all sorry there's like a very long list of chronologically like every single thing that happened and it's just way too much to go over but um I was just trying to find the way one Never of the died. brothers was died I know that one of them, Lloyd, he ended up going back to prison for a while. He got out. He serves in World War II. He's a U.S. Army cook and was employed at a prisoner of war camp in Fort Custer and received the U.S. Army Good Conduct Medal and an honorable discharge. I feel like he had to be a shitty chef right. or whatever. They're I like, mean, go feed the what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. But uh, so Lloyd is murdered by his own wife. Uh, in 1949, I guess he must have really sucked. She was sent to Colorado State Insane Asylum after that because she just went nuts. And then the other, the fourth child, Arthur Barker, was killed. He was in fucking Alcatraz and him and his like cellmates tried to escape. <gasps> he was one of the ones that on the raft across. No, they oh. that was this. That was the like arguably only the Successful. most. Yeah. Possibly, possibly the only successful escape yeah. yeah um or drowned in that freezing water but arthur was killed while trying to escape from alcatraz with dale stamp hill um so yeah they all ended up dying but like i said ma was the inspiration for goonies the bad guys in goonies there's a ton of different like songs about her there's movies there's all this shit and so I'm going to have to go watch some of it because it looks pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah. I think Gator Joe's restaurant is still in existence there if also you want to go see it. also just have to be a Gator Joe's. Like, yeah. A, it just is yeah. the name of a thing. The know? Death House in Oklahoma, Florida death went up uh, for sale in 2012. How much? And was sold. 500 Ooh. In dollars? Florida? In $500. I mean, maybe. 500,000. But that still exists too. So anyways. How old was she when she went out, when she died? I always like to know that because sometimes you see pictures of women from the 40s and you're like, wow, she is old. And 19... you realize she's 45 and it's just the ravages of yeah. a, a hard she life. She lived 1873 to 1935. So. 27 plus 35. 62. There you go. But anyways, yeah. Ma. Ma. Ma, Ma Barker. Oh my god. I know. I'm puked. 
Is that like being puked and pooped? Yeah, kind of. Yes. I've yeah. been both those things. I feel like that's a good word for hungover. Puke. Depending on how bad it is. Yeah. It's not the worst. No. But it's definitely not the best. Y'all made it through. Y'all were upright. You told, told an entire cohesive story. Generally cohesive. Yeah. yeah. I will say what I, like, how you were saying, there's just this, like a long list of shit. Like, that's the one thing I don't care for on Wikipedia. Was it Wikipedia? Yeah. Where, like, people are just like, here's the thing, here's the thing. And I'm like, no, yeah. I, I want it as a story. Don't make me control F this fucking page. I usually find something interesting and then listen to a YouTube thing about it, as long as it's less than 20 minutes. And if it keeps my attention for that full 20 minutes, then I know that I can probably read a couple of articles about it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of articles, but the Wikipedia page was the main, yeah, yeah. easiest one. But... Anyways, thanks for listening. Follow us at Weird Brunch everywhere. I'm going to go take a nap. Me too. I'm not hungover and I'm going to go take a nap too. See, you can take a nap whether you're hungover or not. Not. The world is an exhausting place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sponsored by naps. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.